Father, we were not there on the day, the day the light of the world was snuffed out. Yet, in a sense, we were there because it was because of our sin that he was nailed to that cross. And in a sense, we gather tonight as if we were gathered there. We are a crowd gathered in front of the cross, and right behind me is a cross. We're gathered to praise your name because you are worthy, and we love you, and we thank you. We thank you so much for taking our sin. We thank you so much for taking the initiative to love us. In Jesus' name, amen. So tonight is called Good Friday. You ever have one of those questions that kind of stuck with you through your whole life? Well, that's one of those questions. I thought, Good Friday? What is so good about Good Friday? It, it, when I was a kid, I'd sit there and I'd look at the crosses. We had, we had some crosses in the sanctuary. And I'd think, why do they call it good? Jesus was brutally murdered, killed, nailed to a cross, bloody mess, and it's called good. But then there's the other side of me. It's like, well, it's called good because he took our punishment and he took our sin upon himself. And it's good because it's a day our freedom and our salvation was purchased. But then the other side of me says, yeah, but good, it's a dark day. So I'm kind of juxtaposed on that whole thing. And there I remain. And I don't know how you are with this day, but I have a hard time calling it Good Friday. It's like, do I call it Friday? No, that won't work. Bad Friday? No, that won't work either. So here we are in a complicated day of life. And this is a weird week, too. You have Friday. And you have this extra time, and, and you know he's been crucified, and do I at those times just pray, or do I go about my work? Do I eat? Do I fast? What do I? And Saturday, talk about the lamest day of the year. What do you do with that day? The disciples, their grief and the pain that they had, their leader gone. But of course, there's Sunday, and I'll let Pastor J.D. get into that one on Sunday. So I want to read for you and go through a timeline of what happened on that Friday. He had just finished the night before. He had longed to have the Passover lamb and that feast with his disciples. Then they went out and prayed. And then he was arrested. And then he had trials. And then the third hour, and this is found in Mark chapter 15, the third hour, which by our time is 9 a.m., I have a candle here, and it's hard to see this candle. I'll kind of put it here, and I think everybody can see that. Jesus, the light of the world, this symbolizes. So if you need a focal point, don't look at the 40-something-year-old man. Think of the candle and think of the cross as we go through tonight. So Mark 15, 22 through 32. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he didn't take it. And they crucified him and divided his garments among them, casting lots for them to decide what each should take. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. 
And the inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And with him they crucified two robbers, one at his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes mocked him to one another, saying, He saved others, he cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross, that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also reviled him. So then we come to our second time, the sixth through the ninth hour, which is noon to 3 p.m., verse 33. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he had breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was the Son of God. And when evening had come, since it was the day of preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council, who was also himself looking forward to the kingdom of God, took courage and went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate was surprised to hear that he should have already died. And summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he was already dead. And when he had learned from the centurion that he was dead, he granted the corpse to Joseph. And Joseph bought a linen shroud and taking him down, wrapped him in that linen shroud and laid him in a tomb that had been cut out of the rock. And he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. The light of the world, the light of our world was snuffed out. Extinguished. Easier if you lick your fingers. And for a couple of days, the earth was completely dark spiritually. The hope, the Savior, the King, the loving Messiah was killed, judged, executed for our sins. And it was completely dark. Some were glad, and although they prayed for the light to come, decided they loved darkness more than the light. So they snuffed him out. The wrath of God was poured out on him because of our ungodliness and unrighteousness, who by our unrighteousness suppress the truth. We were there. We were the reason for the nails. 
It was for our sin that he was snuffed out. So look at your hand for a minute, if you would. Your hand is responsible for the hammering, the snuffing of the Son of God. Imagine the feeling of his followers who put all their hope in him, this loving, amazing teacher who healed the sick, who taught words of life and offered the world hope. The light in their hearts, their hope was also snuffed. So badly that even the sun went dark. It was a dark day. But something else happened that day, of which most of them did not know, probably none of them. And that was that the curtain of the temple, the dividing wall between God and man, was torn in two from top to bottom. And I love that scripture says, from top to bottom. A man would tear it from bottom to top, right? Why top to bottom? But for tonight, Jesus' students, whom he loved, went in hiding together with sorrow in their hearts because their Lord, the light of the world, the only light of the world, was snuffed out. And one more thing. Jesus, the light's, let them know ahead of time that all of this was going to happen. Let's pray together. Jesus, we're in a tough culture where we want to earn our own salvation. We want to earn our own money. We want to earn our own respect. We want to make a name for ourselves. And we don't want people to help because we're full of pride. But you don't give us the option to save ourselves. Because if that was the case, heaven would be full of angels and you, and that's it. We all sin. We are all imperfect. We all need saving. We're so thankful that you went through this tragic time and this wonderful time. Out of your great holiness, out of your great mercy, out of your grace, and out of your love. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. If the ushers would come forward, and we're going to have a time of communion, and as they're coming forward, question for you. Some of you I know the answer to, some of you I don't. Do you trust Jesus? Have you taken the Savior of the world, the only Savior of the world, as your Savior? Have you received him in? Have you trusted him to be your savior? Without him, there is no hope for you because your sin is that bad. Your sin is so bad that he had to be brutally killed just to give a glimmer of how wicked your heart is. So have you taken Jesus as your savior? If you haven't, do it. Do it right now. Shut your eyes and pray and ask him, Jesus, come, be my Savior as well. These elements tonight that we're taking represent Jesus and what he did for us. We're taking, we're going to pass out, and if you would hold them, we'll take them together. Uh, we're going to pass out bread, which is 
a symbol of his body that was brutally broken for you because he loves you. And a cup of juice from the vine representing his blood poured out for you to redeem you, to purchase you, to be an adopted child of God for eternity. So I invite you, if you are trusting Jesus, to take that and hang on to it. We'll all take it together in a moment.